Muslim Chat presents Heroes of Islam, a 30-part series on the lives of some of the greatest Muslims to walk this earth. Allah, today we will be exploring the life of all the most well-known uh, legends of Islam. You know, ask any child who is Khalid bin al-Walid and he will tell you, he's the man, you know, the soul of Allah, he's the greatest warrior of Islam. He was the one uh, who never lost a battle. Such a He's so well-known. Many of us will just know him by name and know him for a few things. None of us actually ever taken the time to explore who he was, who Khalid bin Walid was, who, uh, what a Sahabi he was, what a great commander he was, how subhanAllah, he went from uh, being a small uh, commander, small uh, general in the army of Quraysh, to being one of the greatest conquerors in Islamic history. Inshallah, let's start. And Khalid bin Walid, he was the son of the chief of Banu Maktoum, Walid ibn Mughira. And he was everyone's favorite already. And before he was, uh, before he became such a great person. His youth, his, he had many qualities which were well noted by, uh, by many of the uh, people around him. Uh, and he was blessed with, uh, with a strong body, you know, with a cunning mind. And because of that, he was counted amongst the nobles of Quraysh. He was, he was the Battle of Hudaybiyah. From Battle of Uhud, he was the commander of the cavalry, subhanAllah. And he was, and before he accepted Islam, subhanAllah, he used to say that every, in every battle, he used to enter the, a battle, challenge the Prophet But every time, the uh, nobility of Prophet the Prophet would spread uh, and across the battlefield and he would enter the heart of Khalid bin Walid and eventually Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sowed in his heart for the love of Islam and he on one occasion on Allah that when Muhammad was leading the Dhul Salah bin Walid uh, was actually uh, before this was before he became Muslim he was he took, thought he would take this opportunity to attack the Muslims from behind something was came between him dissuaded him from doing so he Allah knows what that feeling was, but he prevented uh, him from taking Muhammad And this happened a second time for when he Muhammad prayed Asr, and again when he prayed the Maghrib, the same thing happened again and again. Khalid about attacking, but he couldn't attack because something else came between him. Allah. And when Muhammad signed the Treaty of Hudaybiyah, he returned to his companions to Al Madina. Khalid is looking at Quraysh, he's like, These guys are lost. Salam is growing, he's growing in power. You know, so much is happening. Yeah, Quraysh are completely collapsing. So what am I going to do? Thinking, should I go, should I go to uh, Al-Habasha? But he realizes the Muslims are really strong there. He thinks, I go to, uh, you know, the Roman provinces. Should, should I become uh, a Jew or a Christian? Allah. And then he thought of leaving even the Arabian. He said that, you know, this, he said, no, I can't do that because it's my homeland. It's where I was brought up. And well, all of these different uh, thoughts are just flowing through his mind at this point. At that moment, he gets a letter from his brother, uh, Al-Walid, Ibn Al-Walid, who had actually already converted to Islam much, much earlier, and this was uh, after the Battle of Badr. And he writes in very affectionate terms that Muhammad asked where Khalid bin Walid had been, 
the Muslims had came for Hajj that year. And it already, uh, you know, Allah, uh, Muhammad SAW says that uh, Islam is deprived of people like Khalid bin Walid. Allah. And this message is uh, the myth, is the main thing that brings Khalid bin Walid towards Islam. And and then in the morning, he basically, he picks up his mind that he's going to Al-Madinah. I'm going to Medina and I'm going to uh, and I'm going to take Islam my shahada and become a Muslim. Allah. And on this way to Medina, he also meets with Amr ibn As. Amr ibn As was also from one of the nobles of Mecca, from Quraysh. He was someone who, you know, who would he was also someone who would attack Islam. At this time, he also had the same kind of ideas as uh, Khalid bin Walid, and he decided to go and join Muhammad. And both of them. Uh, continued to uh, to Medina, and when they arrived there, he took uh, he gave him the bay'ah, uh, and he accepted Islam. And very, and then Muhammad says that I was sure. says to Khalid bin Walid when he takes his shahada, he says that I was sure, taking consideration your brilliance, your wisdom, and foresight, that surely one day you would accept Islam as your religion. He was had all these qualities, and eventually they lead him to Islam. Allah and Khalid even asks, you know, he requests to uh to, to be praised Allah to forgive him for all the sins he's committed by fighting us the Muslims. He's already uh, full of regret and repentance. Allah. And that's something a lot of people need to also have is that when you commit a sin, when you've done a lot of things, it's sometimes very hard to give that because you you might you know you might have a lot of pride. So Allah Khalid was ready to throw all that pride away and he was ready, I'll say, Allah forgive me, Allah for all, everything I've done. And during, and during after his, shortly after he became Muslim, he had a dream uh, to uh, where he was, he saw that he was in a tiny dark room. And after that, he was in a green, a fertile green land. He told his dream to Abu Bakr al-Siddiq Abu Bakr al-Siddiq told him that it's now a dark room you're first in was full and shirk. This fertile green, you know, land that you were brought into, that's your life in Islam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has brought you out of the darkness to the enlightened fields of Islam, into Minad Dhulamati ila Nur, and this will be a blessing for you. SubhanAllah. And you know, subhanAllah, even during uh, after this, you know, his daring exploits he managed to accomplish in the years that followed his shahada were one of the greatest the world has seen at the time. Allah, he was feared by the commanders and generals of the, you know, the uh, of the Romans or the Persians. Subhanallah, they were they were huge empires at the time, and they're scared of the Muslims because of the, because this great man and even you know even the commander in chief of the German army, General Rommel. Yeah, during World War II, he was after the secret of his successes in warfare at the time. He said he'd followed the tactics employed by Khalid bin Walid. SubhanAllah. Even then, even now, the no Muslims they took inspiration from him because he was such a great military commander and he brought the Muslims such greatness that he laid waste to uh, you know the, the armies of Caesar. He, he laid the a waste to the armies of uh, the Persian kings, Allah. He, because of he, because he, and that's why Muhammad named him the sword of Allah. He was safe, Allah, al Maslul. He was someone that he could, that should not be sheath, subhanAllah, because he never lost a battle against the Kuffar. He was always, uh, subhanAllah, and 
the first war that he took part in as a Muslim soldier, so he just took part as an ordinary soldier. He wasn't a commander. Then was all the uh, commanders of the army were all uh, brought their shahada. The man, the leadership fell upon him, and he led the uh, he led the army of two thousand, three thousand mujahideen. He led them against the Romans. Were about two hundred thousand. Subhanallah. Because of that, uh, Khalid bin Walid radiallahu was able to completely decimate the army. And that was the first time Prophet said that you are the sword of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And even then, you know, he's also very, very humble. And, and you know, he's someone who uh, who did not want to accept the leader leadership, even when all the commanders were killed, because he was because most of Habay, they did not like leadership because they knew of the fitna of the rulers. Allah, and he's only because he there was only nothing left because he was chosen by all the mujahideen. He picked up the flag and he fought so fiercely in the army against the Romans that nine swords were broken in his hands and the enemy was slaughtered. Subhanallah. And the next and after that, only was the Fath Makkah. This was the final. Muhammad finally returned to Mecca and conquered the uh, the Muslim. Lands of Arabia and Hijaz, and become all uh, and purified the Kaaba of all disbelief and all shirk and all the idols. Subhanallah, and he fulfilled the dream of the Prophet had given to him. And you know, even now today, we you know, we are all. Uh, you know, all in lockdown, we've seen the ha- pictures of Haram, it's all locked down. So, well, we are filled with so much longing to go back there. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised uh, Allah before that, inshallah, you will also you will return to, uh, to the Haram. You're logging towards it, you can't access it. The same way, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will also return us to, uh, to the Kaaba, inshallah. inshallah. And, in, and during this time, Allah, uh, Ibn Walid, he sends 30 men uh, under the leadership of Khalid bin Walid to start purifying the land of Arabia from shirk. And this includes going to different people, uh, different tribes, destroying the idols. For example, you know, he went to the tribe of Anu Hisham, and he, uh, there he destroyed a temple for, uh, for, the, for the idol Al Uzza. He said, O oh, Uzzah, I hereby declare you are a false god. There is not an iota of sanctity, nor holiness in you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has to, today degraded you and defend you by my hands. And he destroyed the entire idol with just a pickaxe and fire to it, subhanAllah. And another incident as well where he destroyed another idol, subhanAllah. And actually, people, he destroyed one idol and he came back, subhanAllah. And he, the the people Hassan said that was not the real one. He went back and destroyed the real one. So he went back and destroyed it. He wasn't ready. He was always ready to continue fighting against the Muslims against Shirk, Kufr, Allah. And he also he was also sent as a, a delegate, Allah. And the during the Battle of Hunain, uh, Subhanallah, Khalid uh, bin Walid again. Was his quality shows his talent in battle, and he was in this, in this war. Umar ibn Khattab is appointed the commander of the the of the Muhajirin, and, and others are also uh, appointed commanders of the of the Ansar and 
Usan Khazraj. Then Khalid bin Wayyid is given command of the tribe of Banu Salim. And eventually, uh, Khalid bin Walid, uh, he, with his commanding skills of his particular action of this battle, is able to completely again decimate the false armies of the of the Kufar. Subhanallah. And you know, uh, during this time, uh, you know, he had one injury. Subhanallah. And we know he's looking upon this person because before he'd seen this person who has been an enemy of Islam, he'd fought against Islam. He had been uh, crucial in the loss of the Muslims during Uhud. But now here he is fighting for Islam. He is the commander of the Muslims. So Muhammad is looking at him with love and respect. Allah. And, and Muhammad cures his wounds. Uh, and during this time, uh, again, uh, uh, when during the time when before he dies, these apostates begin to spring up. Musaim al-Kadhab was one example. And uh, another one uh, for, uh, who also was associated with Musaim al-Kadhab, a woman who led an army. SubhanAllah, Muhammad al-Walid was already sent out to fight against him. Uh, and shortly after Muhammad al passed away, Ali bin Walid uh, decides to uh, send uh, 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 at least the army. Uh, as ordered by Abu Bakr to destroy Hussein al Kadhab. And in this, within this army uh, of Khalid bin Walid is also Wahshi. Wahshi was the one who killed Hamza Muhammad And then he also, uh, he after he cut Islam, went and killed Hussein al Kadhab. Allah. He was one of the people who delivered the fateful blow. And afterwards, he used to say that with, with this spear, I killed the best of people, who was Hamza ibn Abdul Muttalib, in Ahiliya and in Islam, I killed the worst of people, subhanAllah. That is, subhanAllah, this excellent repentance. And during the stay in Yamama, after the battle uh, with Musaim al-Kadhab, Abu Bakr orders Khalid bin Walid to go and start conquering Iraq, Persia, subhanAllah. And, uh, and also Syria, subhanAllah. And he, Walid said, first sends a letter to this area called uh, Abla. He sends a letter to the ruler. And he says, uh, Harmaz, who is the ruler, accept Islam or accept the government of Islam and start paying the jizya. Otherwise, it's one of the fa- most famous quotes in Islamic history. Otherwise, you'll be forced to face a people who love life, as who uh, love death. As much you love life, Subhanallah. And these, this is truly shows the iman of these people. Compared to us today, we are people who love life. We, you know, we fear death. And Allah um, even spoke about this in in the hadith regarding you know how the Muslims will be at the state. They will be nu- we will be numerous. We will be like the foam on the waves, which is just washed away. And we, because Allah Subhanahu wa will cast al-wahd into our hearts. Haba asked, you know, what is al-wahan? He said, love of this life and the dislike of death. Allah. This is we should be aspired to be like the Haba and try and leave, cure ourselves this disease of wahan in our hearts and follow the path of those who came before us and follow Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And during this time, uh, uh, when when Walid goes and fights the armies of Persia and, and he... Uh, and he, they, the army of 18,000, they decimate the army of 100,000. 
the the empire of Iran and the empire of the Persians. And all the different battles, the battle of Dat al-Salasid, the battle of Alis, the battle of Al-Misiyya, uh, the battle of Hayra, Al-Itul Anbar, Aynu Tamur, Aynu Tamar, sorry, the battle of Hasir, the battle of Khanafas, the battle of Sih, the battle of Zamil, and finally the battle of Faraz, all of those battles fought in Persia, Khalid bin Walid won, subhanAllah. And in these two years, Khalid bin Walid spent time, he 15 wars in, in the spot of fact the muslim army was smaller and had less arms and equipment still triumphs in all their encounters in a short period of time they have won they won victory which the greatest of generals in history have never been able to win this day that is something that is recorded by history that you will never find a general khalid bin walid who was able to conquer so much so little subhanallah like all they had was allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and themselves they had no other nation states behind them had no superpower had no funding all they had was their own selves and they had Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and yet they managed to conquer and you know sh- shake the thrones of uh, of the tyrants the time the, the Romans and the Persians wow. and during this time again uh, during this time they also discover a lot of different things as they uh, go around for example uh, it's even mentioned that uh, during their exploits into into Iran, they actually discovered for the first time bread called chapati. This is not even a joke. This is actually discovered so many discovered rice called chapati. Has discovered so many things. They begin their knowledge begins to grow, and you know even this is even reflected as they began to grow to different parts of the Muslim world, into Spain, into you know India, into uh, Afghanistan, all these different areas. Parts of uh, Islam, Islam begins to spread. They begin to learn so much, and that's how how they came in such great power because they utilized that knowledge and they implemented it. And there was, uh, you know, another and very interesting anecdote associated with the Battle of Yarmouk, and one of the most famous battles of Khalid bin Walid, and so many uh, Muhajirin died in that battle. They became shuhada. Uh, well, the Roman generals at that time asked Khalid bin Walid if he'd ask his question truthfully. Khalid bin Walid said, yes, of course I'll ask you a question. And the Roman general asked Khalid bin Walid, has Muhammad given you a special sword that he received from heaven? And he has given to him because every all of his opponents, Khalid bin Walid, always seemed to with defeat. And Khalid bin Walid, you know, says, no, I've never received any sword from Jannah. No, Muhammad has never given me such a sword. This general asked him, asked him, Why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, why Prophet called you the safe of Allah, the sword of Allah? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent them a messenger to guide them. And during this time, uh, when, uh, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent them, some people uh, had rejected him and opposed him. Khalid bin Walid had been among them. Subhanahu wa ta'ala had guided him towards Islam. And then, on one occasion, he said, Khalid, you are the sword of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has been made to annihilate the kuffar and if this if this someone is the sword of allah then they can never be defeated subhanallah and and that was how Walid was he was one of the greatest people uh, from islamic history even though uh he had been you know from the harshest of enemies against and and after even after all this time after all these battles dimashq he lies upon his deathbed in hamas he you know he's weeping so much, and he's saying that 
I've seen all these different battles. There is not a place in my body that, you know, I've had a scar of an arrow or a stab in my every sword or you know, from a spear. Because Allah, every, he's never, he's witnessed all these battles, but somehow he's now dying on his deathbed. And it's, uh, Allah, so he, he truly like wishes that he, uh, he died in battle. Alhamdulillah, he, at the time he died from the plague and the death of a martyr is also is, can be counted as one who dies of a plague. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us all from the shahada. Ameen. And, and uh, when the Khalifa at the time, Umar uh, ibn Khattab, had the news of him passing away, he, was, you know, he heard that Khalid ibn Walid had only left his weapons in his horse as his property. Uh, you know, he said that this was a great man. Allah, he was a great person to lose the Muslim world. And during this Khilafah, he dismissed uh, Khalid bin Walid from his command at this time because he uh, he feared that Khalid bin Walid, you know, might have seed of, uh, of you know, of people that might enter his heart because of all his victories. Khalid bin Walid doesn't, you know, he doesn't oppose this. Accept this, he said. Yes, I will. I'll return to how I used to be. I will no longer be a commander, but I will be a soldier in the path of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. He fights, even then, as although no longer as a commander, he fights as a mujahid, as an ordinary soldier, the ranks of the Muslims. The fact that he spent his life as a great general and a faithful soldier, as a result of spending his life in battle against the Muslim, his body has become like an axis, all kinds of wounds and pains. And after his death, he spent the first day of peace and comfort in Jannah. And subhanAllah, the, his mother, even all, after all this time, he, she's still alive and she's weeping. She's saying that he, he is said about her son uh, while Janaza was going on that her son, Khalid bin Walid, he was braver, lion, and more bountiful than a river. And he defended the Ummah of Islam the way a lion protects his cup, its cups. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Grants us uh, great generals and great Muslims, leaders of the Muslims, like Khalid bin Walid, inshallah. And you know, even his horse is being recorded as actually weeping uh, because of because this great master had passed away. And he died in Hamas and he was buried there. And he, although he had fought all his life in the path of Allah, he died as a shaheed, he died peacefully. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from among those who are there. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us um, uh, uh, into his genital uh, firdos. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our, all our worship in this month. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, makes us from uh, those who, uh, who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless them. الَّذِينَ أَمْعَرَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِمْ مِنَ النَّبِيِّينَ وَالصِّدِّقِينَ وَالشُّهَدَاءِ وَالصَّالِحِينَ وَحَسْنَا أُولَئِكَ رَفِيقًا وصلى الله وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين This was produced by the Muslim Chat Discord server The best online forum run on the principles of the Quran and Sunnah Find out more and join now at www.muslim.chat